I mostly just retweet Bruce Campbell. If there's a British guy with a beard, he's on Game of Thrones. He actually, in this movie, he coins the phrase, get her done. After about, what, 125, 130 Fry Clubs, Hope gets to pick the song. That's right. Is that the first time you've picked the song? Woo! Um, <laughs> have we done any Duran Duran? Because if we haven't, then this is probably the first time I've picked we, the song. We probably have, yes. Yeah. So we probably little, have. little PJ Harvey <laughs> and Down by the Water. Welcome to the Fright Club Podcast. She is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf. And we are from madwolf.com, back doing it live at Gateway Film Center Woo! in Columbus, Ohio, where we are the second Wednesday of every month, taping the podcast and then seeing a groovy movie, and certainly a great one that we're going to see tonight is part of the countdown where we talk about mothers and daughters in horror, kind of the theme of that song a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, first of all, I want to say thanks to the bros, the B-Movie bros last That's time. That's right. Corey and Paul, who joined us last time for... Death we... and sex. Right. Where so, the, where necrophilia. Where the comes before the sex. Right. Which is, that that podcast went over better than I expected it to, <laughs> because all y'all are freaks. <laughs> and here's what was funny about it. And we it. knew that, and we tried to <laughs> We got a lot of comments... It. But it's not like anybody said, oh, I wish Necromantic made the list, or oh, I didn't really like Living Doll. They're all just like, good topic. And I thought, <laughs> creepy. And that's, how right. they, that's how they said it. You just kind of <laughs> figured that was the tone of their voice. That's right. Good, yay, good topic. <laughs> nice. So anyway, thanks for all the comments, and thanks to the B-Movie bros. And also, we got to mention that since the last time that we did a podcast, Hope put some serious work into the social and the media, and Fright Club now has its own Twitter account. That's right, Fright Club Pod. Fright uh, Club Pod. So come follow us. All of all 127 podcasts are on there, and yeah. uh, and I mostly just retweet Bruce Campbell. <laughs> you did the work. So, put all those podcasts on there. Right, but here's right. the thing: we of course tried to get just at Fright Club, and. Somebody has that. They haven't tweeted anything in five years. <laughs> Who remembers when we got on Instagram? Because he did the same isn't, thing. He's like, somebody's got Frank. Isn't there some sort of rule it. that after so long we can just take it? I think. <laughs> Until we get all that sorted out, uh, it's Fright Club Pod on Twitter, so we'd love to have you uh, check us out over there. And, yeah, thanks to Hope, all the previous Fright Clubs are on there, so pretty cool. Uh, also, we have to mention, since we're all about horror, that the big, serious bucks oh that A Quiet Place is doing. We were talking with a few people at the happy hour before this and how much uh, everybody's loving it. I know not everybody, looking at you, DZAC, has seen it yet, but so we're not going to spoil anything, no. but... It's not only an awesome movie, but it's another case of where a horror movie is doing so well at the box office, mm-hmm. which we love to see. Mm-hmm. You know, you go back to It, the yep. business it did, Get Out, of course. Yeah. Uh, Split. Split. Yeah. yeah so Last year was a it was a big, yeah, we've had a big yeah. couple of years in, in, in box office with, with really good yeah. horror movies, as yeah. opposed to like, you know, some teenage thing that doesn't turn out to be particularly good. So, and this is another one. It's really, 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 really good. Really done. Yeah. Really well um, done. Yeah. It was. It so was, see it. Very 
very squirmy edge of your seat. <laughs> yeah, very tense, very tense, and well-directed by John Krasinski. That's right. Uh, so definitely worth checking out. All right, so this week uh, we're going to see a movie. Hi, welcome. Come on in. It is a Mothers and Daughters Horror. What are the rules? What are the guidelines? What do we have to know? Well, it was just that there's a ton. There's a ton of horror movies that the relationship between the mother and the daughter has something sort of compelling you know, with if you take for the for example, The Exorcist, right? That that's it's really a mother and her concern for her daughter. But it um, what I was looking for was where that relationship specifically kind of haunts the whole film. Really has something to do with the trajectory of the film or the behavior of the lead. Um, but there are so many that we wound up like so. Uh, what we were talking earlier, you're going to end up just like your mom, Frightmare. I don't know if you guys ever saw this. Uh, it's a British horror film where it's like. She doesn't even know her mom, and then she shows up. She's like, "Oh my god, I'm just like my mom." <laughs> munch, munch, munch. <laughs> and then there are a lot, a lot, a lot that are basically sort of the damage that a mom can do, right? Like Black Swan or May. Oh my god, it's just a lazy eye. God. <laughs> <laughs> and then there is your mom may try to kill you. That's right. The ring, right? She's going to push you right down a well. Right. Or we were talking earlier about mom and dad where Selma Blair tries really hard. And then there are several mother-daughter relationships in that movie where the mom just decides, I'm going to kill you today. So that's cool. <laughs> um, so what we were trying to do, and then there were some others that, you know, I really wanted, as is so often the case, I wanted to be able to put the film The Woman in this list. <laughs> Every month I try to put the movie The Woman in the it's list. It's a good goal, really. It is a good goal. And that's, uh, I, you know, and I, I was rationalizing it because... Basically, like, if you're not a good mom, some alpha mom is going to come and take your daughters right. away. <laughs> <laughs> but you couldn't work it in. I couldn't because I had five really good ones. And as I've mentioned before, he doesn't let me do fuzzy math on the live. Well, we've so. got a time. We've got a time limit. I know. We've got to move it along. I know. We do, baby. You know, all killer, no filler. All right. So <laughs> let's get right to it. Number five in our list of mother-daughter horror. It's a housewife suspecting that her seemingly perfect eight-year-old daughter is a heartless killer, all the way back to 1956 for the bad seed. Did you have anything? I don't care how small it was. Did you have anything to do with the way Claude got drowned? What makes you ask that, Mother? Now look me in the eye and tell me the truth, because I must know. No, Mother, I didn't. You're not going back to the Fern School next year. They don't want you anymore. Okay. I'm going to call Miss Fern and have her come over here. You think I lied to you her? You did lie to her. But not to you, Mother, not to you. So 1956, we went back to this one, and one of the reasons I love this movie is that it's super weird for a movie that came out in 1956. Like, it's got these, it's creepy without coming right out with being creepy, and all these terrible things happen, but none of them happen on screen, so it's really up to your imagination to figure out what it is. But also, the little girl, her relationship with her mom, with her neighbor lady, and with, like, the creepy janitor is so compelling to me. And and I think the first time I saw it was very little, the first time I saw this on TV, and I hated this little girl with her braids, and I just I hated everything about it. But I watched it again as an adult, and she was actually nominated for an Oscar. She was. Uh, Patty this, McCormick. As was her mother. Yeah, Nancy Kelly. They were both nominated for Oscars for this movie. And they had both done the roles on stage on first. Stage. And right. then transferred it over to the movie. And actually, Patty McCormick, the little girl, she's continued to work, has continued to work up until she was in The Master. Mm -hmm. She played uh, Pat Nixon and Frost Nixon. So she just, she's continued to work all these years. Yeah. And uh, you'd look back at that role. And it is, watching it today, it's almost overacted. Yes. But, but yet it works. 
Yeah, I think so. It's such a funny idea. So her dad is leaving for D.C. for some length of time. And apparently that was just, it's like, well, if it's just me and my mom, I think I'm going to kill some people. And <laughs> just, <laughs> I just love it. And it's funny because her performance, Patty McCormick's performance, is, it is. It's very overdone. It's weirdly dramatic. But, of yeah. course, she's a psycho trying not to come off as a psycho. So it, it works. And then And then the mom's performance is much more naturalistic and just like, Oh, you don't really think that this clearly psychotic child had anything to do with that drowning? What are you saying? And it's, it's just the funniest dynamic. And then all of the supporting characters are so good and level-headed and creepy. And the whole thing just creates this. And, it, and it, it's clear that it was based on a stage play because it's got a very stagey production. And then it has this weird like postscript, which is so adorably 1956 about yes, it. Yeah. But it's just... um. A lot of times if you watch a movie and realize this is kind of the first time this was done. Like this is this is really where so many of the things that we take for granted came from. It's really, I think, exciting. And as much as I hated this movie the first time I saw it, I love it now. And another thing that's very 1956 about it was that they changed the ending because of how the motion picture production code was back then. Right. You couldn't have an ending where a killer, quote unquote, got away with it <laughs> or even or even gave the impression that they maybe right. were going to get away with it. So they had to change the ending. And that is the bad seed, number five in Mothers and Daughters, back to 1956. And moving up to number four on our Fright Club Live list this week, a young girl is randomly abducted from a suburban street by a disturbed couple, 2016's Hounds of Love. Yeah, I read your little diary. Your mom wouldn't let you out, so you snuck out, didn't you? She's probably not even looking for you. <laughs> She's prettier than me. He doesn't love you. He just uses you. Now let's go in there. And have a little bit of fun. It's interesting, as much as I loved this movie, when I first saw that you had it on the list, I had to think a minute I thought you know that really wouldn't be one that came to mind first when I thought of mothers and daughters in horror but you make a good case right so this is one of the first ones I thought of because when I watched the movie there is this tremendous I mean it's it's funny because one of the one of the quotes is brave audiences will be rewarded this is a tough movie to watch but it's incredibly well done oh it really is um, yeah. and the the three performances Steph Curry who knew he could act um, <laughs> the three performances are really wonderful but there is this undercurrent uh, this maternal undercurrent to so much of the tension and uh, so you've got the, a high school girl who's pissed off at her mom because she divorced her dad and she just wants them to get back together or she just wants to stay with her dad because her dad has money. But she has to stay with her mom, so she, she leaves. She sneaks out the window. And then you've got this couple, this sadistic, horrible couple. And when you gather that the backstory, she has children that don't live with her because of something that happened with her new boyfriend, which I'm going to guess it was pretty terrible because of what it is they tend to do with yeah. teenage girls. Yeah. And, and then the teenage girl's mother never gives up, never gives up on trying to find her. And there's a very pivotal scene, and I don't want to give anything away because I think it didn't make a lot of money in theaters. There are probably a lot of people who haven't seen it. You should absolutely see it. Yeah. But I do feel like there is a maternal conflict that is specific to do with mothers and daughters. I think part of the, part of the reason that Emma Booth, who's magnificent as the kidnapper, you know, she said, your mom's probably not even looking for you. You know, I mean, there's, there's, there's this sort of, power struggle that happens and it has a lot to do with 
the lead character's conflict about not being with her children, about letting it seem like that's okay so that she could stay with this man who God knows she has no business being with. And so I do think that there's, it, it complicates the narrative in a really wonderful way, the connections between mothers and daughters throughout this movie. Yeah, and it's an incredible debut for writer-director Ben Young. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. what a first feature. Very, very interested in what he's going to do next because just the way he does some visual storytelling and the way he handles things like perfectly selected soundtrack songs yeah. and to help maybe to focus on a plane going overhead at a very pivotal moment. I thought it was just really well put together and you said well acted and uh, one that really enjoyed it. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, we wholeheartedly recommend Hounds of Love if you can. And moving up to number... It's going to be part of our program next year, so if you just want to wait, we're going to show it yeah. at some point. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, moving up to number three, it's the one we are going to see tonight and excited about it. A young lonely woman is consumed by her deepest and darkest desires after tragedy strikes her quiet country life. Also from from 2016, The Eyes of My Mother. Is this your mother? Yes. What did she do? She was a surgeon in Portugal. We used to do the sections together. Okay, we found our empty theater, as we always like to do when we talk about the movie that we're going to show, The Night of Fright Club Live. And tonight, it's The Eyes of My Mother. And one of the things, one of the first things that jumps out about this movie is that it's in black and white and how artfully beautiful that can be on the big screen when you use black and white effectively as this movie does. It really does. And it's not just the black and white. I mean, the cinematography and yes. the framing yes. and the, you know, what they've got going on in the front of field and in the, uh, it is a, it is yeah. a gorgeous nightmare of a movie. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And there's so many subtle little touches that uh, move the story along visually or yeah. Yeah. Well, with sound, because especially in, in, a, in a clever way, as we talked about amongst ourselves, it's hard to pin down just the time frame of this movie. It is. Uh, one of the giveaways, strangely enough, is a pair of jeans yeah. that one character wears. And the shot from the back, you can see it's clearly a pair of guest jeans. Right. Uh, so that's going to say probably 80s. At least at one point, because it starts where she's she, when she's a little girl. Well, yeah, you're right. Right, And you're so right. There, is a, there is a time span, which is important yeah. to consider when you think about what's in the barn. Yeah, and then at the end, you see a, a semi-truck that looks vaguely new, vaguely recent. Mm. Um, but, but it is. It's, it's hard to pin down. They're watching, you know, the family watches very old TV shows and that Bonanza yeah that takes me back to what I was talking about about moving the story along and and adding little touches of sound because yeah they're watching an old episode of Bonanza at one point and some other old shows they watched the house of on Haunted Hill at one point with Vincent Price. So, but, and, the, and the audio that you yeah. can pick up from the shows that they're watching are very, very telling. Very. Uh, without really beating you about the head. It's just the, the detail in this movie yeah. is amazing. It's very carefully placed what lines of dialogue from these old shows you hear. But uh, that's just one of the many little touches that, like you said, isn't they aren't forced, but no. they really serve 
the film's mood, and then you talk about the cinematography and and the framing. I mean, there are shots out windows that are gorgeous. There are yeah. shots coming out of some forests, some trees. Mm-hmm. That are, yeah, the mm-hmm. way everything is framed is so great. And and it's important to remember too that even though this is a horror movie, very creepy, there is blood. It so much of it is implied. Yeah. It's what you don't see and things that you hear yes. um, that, that really feed the creepiness when you have to fill in some of the blanks yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a movie that, of course, fits this theme, Mothers and Daughters, very, very well because it's centered around this young girl and then she grows up to become the main character in the movie and how her upbringing has shaped her view of the world, and that, of course, has a main proponent of that has been her mother. Right, and it's interesting the way she speaks to her mother all throughout the film, but also the way that the camera lingers periodically on a lot of relics of Catholicism that are are, uh, Blessed Mother-oriented. They've got a whole you know, series of statues. There are rosaries everywhere. And, you know, I think that also is just an echo of this sort of really large role that a maternal figure is playing in this woman's life, which eventually leads her to do something, well, a lot of things that are pretty pretty horrible, but to become a mother herself. Right, right, in, in any way that she can. Yes. And then how desperately she holds on to that idea of mm-hmm. her becoming a mother. Mm-hmm. You know, how much she misses her mother and then her father is very well illustrated throughout the movie. And then, yeah, when she moves into that stage of life right. where she has to become a mother. And uh, I also feel like, I mean, aside from the mother-daughter angle, the film is primarily about loneliness. Oh, yeah. It's really haunting for that reason. Because that many times that is the motivation for the actions that she takes absolutely to not be alone and how much that affects her and what she's willing to do to not be alone very much so yeah and we have to mention the the main actress kika mcgallhays who plays francesca as an adult yeah wow very effective and it's it's interesting with with the title of the movie the eyes of my mother and how much actual eyes are involved in the story her eyes are so big at times she opens them up Very wide on purpose, yeah. and that's something that you might notice as the film goes along, how mm-hmm. wide her eyes become. Yes. Yeah. And she's, I mean, she's remarkable, and so in so much of the film, she's alone, and she's very still. You know, she's very quiet. Mm-hmm. And also because of just the way she's been raised, she's socially awkward without realizing it. Exactly. So there are periodically, there are conversations with other people, and you just see her being so odd and not even recognizing that she's so that she is so odd in a really alarming way cuz she's lovely. Yeah. You know, and she's you wouldn't certainly would not expect this from her. Yeah, and I know it's one that some of the people in the audience tonight have seen, some haven't. Um but equally Yeah, it looked like it was about half yeah, and half. But I think everybody equally excited to see it uh, either again or for the first time as we are. So let's get back in there and get ready to roll it. <laughs> So how many people have not seen this yet? Okay, good. Well, we're not going to spoil anything. Nope, we're not. But you have made a wise choice, not only to see it, but to see it on the big screen. It is it so looks gorgeous. gorgeous. Yeah, it really oh my does. God. Black and white. Yeah. It's fantastic. It is. It is a gorgeous movie. And it's one that, I mean, obviously, Mother is in the title, but it's more just that, first of all, I, we used to do dissections together. If you go home with somebody and they say that about their mom, take off. 
<laughs> we used to do dissections together. Is that a deal breaker I these days? I think it is. I think it is. We're, I think you know, it is. We're not up on all the dating trends, really but I think not. that would be the, the deal breaker. Yeah. But, but it's, you yeah, know. And also focus on one thing that we've mentioned is the sound. Oh, my the God. The sound in this movie is so great. Things that you hear and how creepy that is. Oh, yeah. and it's, it's just, it's so weirdly beautiful. And the mother I, just really sort of haunts the entire film more than is like a physical presence uh, but the performances are are magnificent and uh, and it's just the most gorgeous movie and the director uh, Nicholas Pesci his next movie is going to be The Grudge he's remaking The Grudge how weird is that mm-hmm. I find that weird yeah well just based on this movie I'll, I'll give it a chance I mean look yeah, forward to that that's another one with a great sound that ah, yeah, I, I can't make kidding. the noise that's super right. creepy noise <laughs> it didn't sound like that it's a good try like though a whole not that noise <laughs> All right, so that's what we're going to see here in just a few minutes. Number three, the eyes of my mother. (laughs) And number two, always a favorite, although we somehow forgot about it a couple of weeks ago, but it's back. A family in 1630s New England is torn apart by the forces of witchcraft, black magic, and possession from 2015, The Witch. This wilderness will not consume us. Who's there? You've cursed this family. Witchcraft. She placed a curse on me. Why have you turned against me? I saw it. Your reign of evil. It's not safe. Not with them. Think how my sense. Jonas and Mercy. <laughs> We love this movie so much, and I know it caused a lot of polarization among some horror fans, but we love it, and we've talked about it a lot, but we're always ready to talk about it again. But it's interesting that you come at it for this countdown from this angle because it's definitely a major part of the movie, the relationship between the mother and daughter and the, and the, the um, treatment of women in general yeah. and how it fueled the hysteria of the witch trials. Yes, uh, yeah, I mean, there is so much going on in this movie. It's an incredibly, it's a masterfully made film, and it speaks to a ton of different things. But, you know, part of, uh, obviously, when Samuel goes missing, things go badly for Thomason. But the, the, the biggest thing is, from that moment on, her mother no longer trusts her, and as far as she can tell, doesn't love her anymore. And and that's really when the whole family, the rest of the family well, the, the creepy twins, I mean, they don't seem to like anybody but the goat. But, I mean, her brother, you know, he still loves her. The dad still loves her. It's just the mom. Everything is poisoned for her. And I think it all leads to it's the mom who says, you know, you've cursed this family. It's the mom who who makes her feel ostracized. And then sort of the rest of society she sees kind of following suit. And it leads to, um, I thought, a very powerful scene toward the end of the film with the mom, who by that point is breastfeeding a crow. So she's really too far gone to be saved. But it's a great performance Oh yeah, by Kate Dickey, who apparently is on Game of Thrones. And she's one of those, I don't know, I've never seen Game of Thrones, but she's one of those people that you look at it, uh, like look at her in a film and go like, yikes, oh no, this can't be good. But I didn't know well, that. He's, I think he's on Game of Thrones too, Ralph Einerson. If there's a British guy with a beard, on he's Game on of Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the same theory about British women. I'm not sure how they pick and, and that, choose well, there. Well, that voice will always give them oh away. Oh, my God. Fantastic. I love that. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's one of the many angles you can dissect this film about, uh, the, the mother-daughter relationship, mm-hmm. and how, like you said, she's the first one to mistrust her own daughter, and then how this 
hysteria just takes over the entire family and in the end leads her to really the only choice that she has left right to to make the choice she makes at the end yeah Yeah. and it's i mean it's and 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 so much of it is fueled and and i think that it's interesting that it's the mom becomes the vehicle toward for i think looking at i mean how the how the hysteria and bitterness spills quickly over into sexuality and all of a sudden she's accusing her her adolescent daughter of you know lewd uh behavior with the younger brother and with the dad and you know and so really just making the daughter feel com- you know objectified and and useless and horrible all for really not having done anything except right. play sweetly with a very cute baby yes. so you know i just i really I felt as though it was a really compelling theme. Uh, about yeah, the very much so. And one of the many compelling themes like, yeah. that makes this movie so effective. The Witch, number two on our mother-daughter horror list. Uh, if, though, by the way, Robert Eggers' next movie is a horror movie called The Lighthouse with Willem Dafoe. Nice. I know, right? Yeah. Right. Put that one on the list. All right, speaking of our own, let's move up to number one. And really, what else could it be? The story of Carrie White. And her crazy, batshit insane mom from 1976, Carrie. Carrie White. The girl no one likes. The girl who lives in that creepy house. With her crazy mother. Show her that if she had remained sinless, the curse of blood would never have come on her. The girl with the strange power. If I concentrate hard enough, I can move things. If you have a taste for terror, you have a date with Carrie. And this is where we mentioned that about 10 years ago, we went to a, a Halloween party as, as Carrie and Tommy and won the contest. Right. <laughs> because it's all about us. Wig. It was It was <laughs> magnificent. It's a good look. But yeah, this is one we've talked about <laughs> for various reasons uh, in the Fright Club countdowns, but Mother and Daughter is the perfect way to come at this movie, and it all starts with the two performances. Uh, Again, both of them Oscar-nominated. Yeah, both Oscar-nominated. And it's, it's always funny to realize that Piper Laurie, as great as she was, I think she still maintains to this day that she came at it as a black comedy. When she read the script, she thought her character was so incredibly over the top that it had to be a black comedy and not a horror movie. I think I mean it worked obviously oh, for the, yeah. yeah for the film and I think it's it's interesting because the her her very over the top performance um because Sissy SpaceX performance is really dialed down I think the two of them work really well and also because Pepper Laurie is so batshit insane you believe like that Carrie White could be sort of smothered into this stupor that it's possible that she could really think in the w- this way and move as slowly and behave in the way that she does. And I'm not sure how believable it would have been if her mother wasn't such a force to be reckoned with. Both performances are insanely good. They really are. The fact that that Jesus looks so much like Piper Laurie is so super creepy. <laughs> and one of my favorite details about the whole movie. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Another interesting mother and daughter uh, fact about this movie is that Sue Snell and her mother are mm-hmm. played by a mother and daughter. Amy Irving, of course, plays Sue and her real Life mother played her mother in the film. Wow. Huh? That's the kind of research we do. That's right. And I, I also uncovered it introducing John Travolta. He, if I would have it's men. <laughs> Sorry. I just told a funny Inside story joke, that nobody's going to know. He actually, in this movie, he coins the phrase, get her done. <laughs> 
So you can, you, we've been blaming Larry the Cable Guy all this time, and it's John Travolta with the Get Her Done oh, back in 1976. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's so centered in, I mean, we've, we've had this on a countdown for various number oh, of reasons, yeah, there's various number of themes, but yeah. this has got to be the, the core theme about it is the mother and daughter relationship. Yes, absolutely. Because you have to think, I mean, you know, you can have it in there for sexual hysteria and you can certainly have it in there for telekinesis um, and for, I don't know, long hair. There's loads of ways that you can put this. I'll find many ways to and wedge for this movie your gym your teacher countdown. smoking and right. slapping you senseless. <laughs> right. All that kind of stuff is great. <laughs> the Oh, the 70s podcast. Um, but right, it is. You, we better do that oh, now that you no. brought it up. And we're going to have to do all this. Right. I love 70s horror movies. No, we're, we're, we're all on that. I love 70s in general, but um, we, we know that. He loves shag carpeting. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Overly patterned wallpapers. Um, the point is, George, yes. that that you are correct, that it's it's really the relationship between the mother and daughter that is the whole problem Carrie White has. Telekinesis is hardly her problem. Right. Her problem is her batshit insane mom. Well, and that, that power as the movie goes along, comes out of times of high stress, mm -hmm. you know, that are most of them fueled by her home life and that bathroom incident. Uh, yeah. So that's number one from 1976, Carrie, on our list of mother and daughter horror. And we're up against the clock because we got to watch the eyes of my mother here in just a okay, few we minutes. Tell yes. Uh -huh. Our next Fight Club podcast, not the live event, but the Fight Club podcast, Scott from Hellbent for Horror, which is a great horror podcast. He's going to join us and we're going to talk about best movie endings. Yeah. So we did Best Movie Beginnings a few weeks back. Now we're going right. to do Best Movie Endings. Excited about that one. And then our next Fright Club Live, we're back here Wednesday, May 9th with Severance. And we're going to talk about workplace horror. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Hope to see you then. We'll have this podcast up probably by Monday in a few days. You can catch it on uh, our main website, which is madwolf.com, or any place you listen to podcasts. And you can find it on the new Twitter page yes. at... Fright Club Pod. See, it's so new, I'm forgetting about That's it. That's right. Fright Club Pod. Because you also, didn't put it together. We got, <laughs> we got to do a quick plug for, we're going to uh, be on the Columbus Podcast Festival. That's right. Uh, we're going to be taping live our other podcast, The Screening Room, which just talks about, reviews all the new movies coming out each week. On, uh, so it's fingers in, crossed, it's not a shitty week. Let's all yeah. pray that something good comes out that week that we can talk about. And it's not like, so Rampage. Um... <laughs> So we'll be doing that one live Friday night, May 11th. I think our our uh, slot is somewhere like 7:15 to or 7:45 to 8:15. Yep, something like that. We'll have all the information out on our, our Twitter and uh, the Mad Wolf Columbus Facebook page and all that stuff. But I'd love to see you down there as well. So, all right, well, we've got a great movie to watch here in just a couple of minutes. The Eyes of My Mother is coming up. Thank okay. you so much for coming out, Fright Club Thank Live, you. the Gateway Film Center in Columbus, Ohio. Always a treat, and I look forward to the next one. As you said, Wednesday, May 9th. So until then, I'm George Wolf. I'm Holt Madden. And this is the Fright Club Podcast. Stay right, well, my friends. Thanks, you guys. Little fish, big fish swimming in the water. Come back here, my